You're listening to Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Welcome back to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and I'm joined by my co-host, Professor Americus Reed, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing and the Brand Identity Theorist. And in this section, our, our Spotlight Guest section, we're really happy to have with us uh, the Group Vice President of Toyota Division Marketing at Toyota Motor North America, Lisa Matarazzo, who's going to talk to us about Toyota's new campaign and all the cool things that Toyota's doing. So we're really delighted to have her because Toyota's a brand that's on top yep. right now. And mm-hmm. so it's really interesting to hear what they're doing in their brand campaign. Hello, Lisa, and thank you so much for joining us. Hello. Thank you so much for having me back. Excellent. So, yeah, you've been on before, but you're here this time because you got a new campaign going. And so that would be kind of fun to talk about. And it's a little bit different from the campaign that you've run before. So there's something to note about it. And that's kind of interesting. Before, though, we go into your campaign, let's just remind the listeners, or maybe some people didn't hear the time when you were with us before. Tell us a little bit about your marketing background, just so we know how you got to where you are. Absolutely. So I started with Toyota back in 1998, and I started in the product planning department in a role that was responsible essentially for conveying the wants and needs of consumers to our engineering teams Mm. to inform future product development. So I like to say that in a sense, I started my career in marketing because of that. But since that time, I've held a variety of positions in the marketing departments of all of Toyota's brands, and that includes not only Toyota, but Lexus and then uh, Scion as well when Scion existed. Oh, I remember that. Mm -hmm. So you're in the U.S. though, right? You're not in Japan. That is correct. I am based in the U.S. And so I know because I've been to Japan. I've seen Toyota and Lexus in Japan. It's a little bit different in Japan than in America. So are you going to talk about campaigns that are global or local? No, the campaigns that I'm going to talk about in my area of responsibility is for the United States. And and do you agree that there's a difference in the marketing world from what goes on in America and what goes on with, um, in Japan? Absolutely. The product lineups are different and also the marketing landscape is a bit different. So here in this role, I am focused exclusively on the United States. Okay. So before we go into your specific campaign, what does the car market look like now? Mm. Like, what's the landscape looking like? Well, I think it's pretty bright, and especially uh, looking at it with a Toyota lens. Mm. So we had a very busy October. We actually had three major campaigns that launched, including the one that we're going to talk about, the brand campaign. But we also launched an all-new Sequoia, so that's our large SUV. Mm. And we had the launch of our GR Corolla, and we like to call it our GR family campaign. And that includes three sporty vehicles, the GR86, the GR Corolla, and the GR Supra. Um, And then, you know, we, we are cautiously optimistic about the auto industry, the uh, the consumer sentiment is strong. The demand is strong. And with all the great product 
that we have in the pipeline, uh, we're looking forward to a strong close for the year mm. and a strong 2023 as well. So where do you guys stand on EVs? I know you've had hybrids and stuff. What do you, what's the, what's that going on with that? Cause that's what, every time we, I see a car out, there's something to do with EVs on it. Absolutely. And we are all in on electrification. So mm. actually between now and 2025, every single one of our Toyota and Lexus models globally, as well as here in North America, will have an electrified option. And that includes wow. not only battery electric vehicles, but fuel cell vehicles, plug-in hybrid vehicles, hybrid vehicles, um, it will be the equivalent of approximately 5.5 million vehicles globally. We are taking a slightly different approach than our competitors. We do have battery electric vehicles in our lineup, but we're, we don't think that there's a one, one single solution for all consumers. There are different wants and needs out there. So we're offering a portfolio of electrified products to meet those needs. So by that, you mean like the hybrid option too, right? Because some cars don't. Yeah, I have to say I have a Lexus hybrid. Um, So I understand why hybrid is valuable because I'm kind of scared of being an electric car and not being near a charge station, (laughs) which is why I kind of went for my hybrid. Even though I do believe in the the electric, what do you call it? The Electrifying future. Electrification. Yeah. Electrification. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So yeah. is that the reason, um, is, uh, am I expressing a common thought or am I unique? Uh, you are expressing a common thought. I think there is a great deal of interest in alternative powertrain vehicles, but people are in different situations. They may have very long commutes. They may live in an apartment building that doesn't have access to chargers. Those are very real concerns. Those are very real issues. So offering something like a hybrid or a plug-in hybrid vehicle that delivers so much of the benefit, but also fits more seamlessly with consumers' lifestyles Mm -hmm. and their behaviors and their driving patterns, we think really makes sense. So it's not that we don't believe in battery electric vehicles, the 100% electric vehicles. It's just that at this point in time, we know there's some challenges with the infrastructure. Consumers aren't completely comfortable to make that leap into a BEV. So the more uh, um, options we offer, we think the better. And we've always said at Toyota, the customer is our North Star. So we really have to follow where they are on this journey. Yeah, so that, like I said, that makes sense to me, but I know it's not true for all cars. Yeah, I was just going to say, Lisa, I want to step back because you're mentioning something very interesting. I'm, I'm right in the middle of beginning teaching my course in marketing strategy, and we're approaching the session where we talk about brands. And what I'd yes. love to hear your thoughts on, Lisa, is because one of the things we talked to with the students is like this notion of differentiating what you are versus all of these other competitive offerings that you're competing against. So if you could just step back, Lisa, and just kind of give us what is the Toyota brand all about? What is how is it different? How do you how do you see yourself uh, as a brand and how do you create that kind of psychological and what is that psychological differentiation that Toyota believes makes it very different from you know, the multitude of other things that consumers might consider when making a purchase in this category. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, I think this is really an interesting segue into what you mentioned earlier with the brand campaign in Never Settle, because what we really want to do and what is at the heart of the brand campaign 
is we want to express the emotional side of our brand and make those deeper connections with consumers. We build great vehicles. Everyone knows that. And we're going to continue to focus on it in our vehicle-specific advertising. But we also want to inspire wonder and awe about the world in the future, especially now at a time when you know life can be a little bit overwhelming. It ties perfectly to our tagline, Let's Go Places, which we launched back in 2012. And it was really to evoke that forward-looking and optimistic momentum of Toyota. Not only Toyota now, but Toyota from the very beginning of entering um, the U.S. market. And, And I think that is our opportunity to really differentiate who we are is with that deeper connection to our consumers. Whether they're consumers who currently buy our vehicles or have us on the shopping list and maybe need that extra reason to buy us. So I was going to talk about different types of consumers, too. You were talking about different segments that you have. Um, How does all of that fit in with young consumers versus older consumers? Because, you know, that's always a problem, Mm -hmm. I think, for cars to make sure. I mean, your average age of of a car owner tends to skew higher. Mm. Um, But you've got to bring the young people in. So do you have a special message for the young people or is the message you're talking about kind of a global message? The message we have at, is a global message in the sense that the inspiration, our Let's Go Places um, ethos, our DNA for our brand, that has an appeal that really is, is universal. It's regardless of age group. What we have an opportunity to do with our vehicle-specific campaigns is to tap in a little bit more specifically to audiences, not only based on age, but, but even more so psychographics. And this is where digital plays a great role and a very important role for us because we can tailor those messages more specifically once we know what a particular audience is interested in. Okay, so let's talk about, let's go deep into your campaign now. Like, So you're talking about this campaign. What I understand is different about it and what you said, but let's go a little bit more into that, is it's more emotional and storytelling. Historically, a lot of car ads, I mean, I think that's true in cars ads in the past, but you also saw car ads focus on the product, like reliability mm-hmm. or the yes. new features of the features, car or right. something like this. Right. These are ads, I think, that are not really talking about the features of the car, but they're talking more about people's lives and and narratives. Am I right in that or is that? You are right in that. And the one thing I would say is, you know, our point of view is it's not an either or. So it's not that we're doing this brand campaign in place of vehicle specific campaign. Uh, it works together. The brand campaign complements all the vehicle specific work we're doing that showcases how you know, rugged and tough our SUVs are or how sporty our compact cars are. So we are still delivering that message. Uh, Think of this almost as the cherry on top of a sundae. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is Mm -hmm. really that emotional piece. It is all about telling stories and it is about tapping into that let's go places mindset that Toyota is the brand that champions the notion of going places living bigger lives, Mm. and in this case, with this specific campaign, never settling. 
I'm Barbara Kahn, along with America's Read. This is Marketing Matters. We're joined today by Lisa Matarazzo, who's the Group Vice President of Toyota Division Marketing at Toyota Motor North America. If you'd like to ask Lisa or any of us a question about cars or in general or about Toyota in particular, call us at 1-844-WHARTON. That's 1-844-942-7866. So, you know, you're talking about young people, old people. You know, you said your campaign is kind of broad on that, um, this never settle idea. But people do get their information from different places. Um, And so definitely the younger market is probably more into social media and influencers. So what have you done that's kind of unique and interesting in that realm? Yeah, it's it's really a great question because – the landscape is complicated these days, the marketing landscape and how we reach people and where we reach people. There is not a single source that we can we can go to. But we have been working with a diverse group of influencers mm. to share their inspiring stories of perseverance, of determination, this idea of never settle. And that's been a great way to infuse even more emotion because when you're telling stories from real people, it it tends to be extremely inspiring and there's an authenticity there that our consumers really connect with. So can you give us some specific examples of like some of the influences you're working with mm-hmm. and how that works out and like pretend like we don't know anything about marketing and just tell us. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, That's great. Well, I'm going to talk about one of um, something that I think is really exciting and unique and it's, it's an extension in this campaign specifically as it re- relates to the spot training wheels, which was developed by Burrell communications. Mm. And it shows a young boy really through his life, through adolescence and along the way when he's trying new things and he's inspired by leaders and trailblazers in his community to be fearless and mm-hmm. to never settle. Mm-hmm. So As an example, we feature the founder of Black People Will Swim, the founder of Black History 101 Mobile Museum, Mm -hmm. the co-founder of an organization called Fly Compton Foundation. And this young man, as we're we're tracing his path through life, we also see him at the end of the spot earning an award of his own. And what we're doing is really raising awareness of these community organizations. And then as an extension, um, we're inviting deserving organizations to upload videos to needanudge.com explaining what makes their nonprofit special mm-hmm. and why they're deserving of funding, which we call a nudge. So we're in the middle of that now um, on November 1st. Uh, in fact, nominated organizations will be able to tap into their network, urge their family, their friends, and their peers to go on and vote for them. And then we're going to be doing uh, micro grants where we'll award uh, money to those winning organizations. So that's pretty interesting. I mean, if I, I've been teaching branding, and so is America's forever. Mm-hmm. And branding, I mean, America's teaches it his way. But one of the things, you know, when I talk classic marketing, 
Um, we would talk about co-branding or brand extensions or something like that. But what you're talking about is something that's entered into our lectures now a little bit more, which is this idea of collaborations and moving with things, uh, moving with different organizations. It's not really co-branding. It, mm, it really right, is more right, of a right. collaboration. Yep. And so you've been in the business a while. Tell me about how that's different from classic marketing and how you choose those brands. I mean, right. you describe what it is, but talk about it more like strategically, why these collaborations make sense and why brands have moved in that direction? It's a great question. And I think you have to, you know, you have to start with the big idea of the campaign, what we were trying to accomplish. And then for us, particularly because of the way we work with our multicultural agencies, now more than ever, you need to make sure that what you're doing is not just a message on a screen, but it connects in a very real way. So whether that's working with influencers or it is this need and nudge campaign that we're doing, we're finding a way to tell stories that are very authentic. We're finding a way to support these very deserving organizations. It resonates with consumers at a time when they are looking to connect at a deeper level and when authenticity is absolutely key. So again, kind of going back to when I was talking about our portfolio approach and how there's not just one answer. There's not a single way to do something. It's also applicable to our marketing and to the campaign itself. We have to reach people in a variety of different ways. Ultimately, we have to make sure we're connecting with them at a way that re in a way that resonates. But for us, even taking a step further and figuring out how we can positively impact communities and the consumers who we're speaking to. So we have a lot of small businesses that listen to our show, and um, obviously, your Toyota. There's not that much commonality between a small business and Toyota's marketing budget. But you're talking about an interesting strategy, um, which is, you know, develop authenticity with, company, with companies or deserving partners and do that because you want your community to care about you. Um, and that's kind of what you're going oh, for. Right. That goal, that's I think, relevant. would be relevant Absolutely to small relevant. businesses. 100%. So, like, could you, I mean, move away a little bit from Toyota's goals and just offering some advice to some of these small businesses. Excellent. How do you choose? those collaborators and how do you measure whether or not that relationship that you developed is successful mm. if you just for a second use your experience as a world-class marketer but offer advice to these small businesses excellent sure and and i will say you know some of the things we're doing it doesn't have to be done on a grand scale I think it just has to be done on an authentic scale, if mm. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So you talked about influencers before, and there's um, uh, one of our ads called Not Yet, and it, it was developed by Coneal, our Hispanic agency. And basically, we're telling, we're, we're allowing influencers to share their inspiring stories. We have a variety of them. But, you know, that's something that even a small business within their local community mm -hmm. can connect to those folks that best align with their values and with their DNA. And that's a filter that we use in everything we do with Toyota. So we, we don't kind of reverse engineer these things, we really start by setting out our goals and objectives, what we're trying to communicate, and then how we can best represent that in the marketplace. And it might be a linear television commercial, it might be a social media um, 
uh, initiative. And it could simply be partnership with an influencer. And again, you know, most of those things are scalable, but I think setting your objectives very clearly at the front end of your campaign or your initiative is critical because that can serve as your North Star as you're evaluating all of these different tactics, whether it be from a fit perspective or a monetary perspective, just make sure your goals are clear. And those could be goals from, uh, you know, what you're trying to accomplish with the campaign to very specific and quantitative goals like your communication objectives. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, those quantitative goals. So I can see, like, for those small organizations that you give a nudge to, I get how they're going to evaluate this partnership, like if they get more money or they get more participation. Um, But then, you know, like, it's just interesting to me because I've been teaching marketing for 20, 30 years, and, you know, we used to measure brand awareness or top of mind awareness or brand associations or I'm not sure these collaborations will lead to those same traditional marketing metrics. Mm. But I'm just curious, do you use those same metrics or do you have new metrics Mm. to evaluate Mm. this? Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's a combination. So it really depends on the initiative. And in some cases we can still use those more traditional metrics, but we can also, um, you know, pivot and use things like sentiment And if it's social media, what kind of engagement are we getting? And what is the sentiment? Is it positive, neutral? Is it negative? Um, Do do we have a lot of folks weighing in on the conversation? Because I think, look, we all know we're beyond the, did I get a like from this? That's not necessarily, you know, it's like, hey, at one point we were measuring how many likes we got, all for very good reason. But I think what we're looking for now as marketers is, engagement. Are people really interacting with you? Are they commenting? Are they then visiting your website Mm -hmm. or taking whatever that next action is that you want them to take? And of course, that's going to be based on what you're trying to accomplish and what your goals and objectives are. But we have to get to that level of, of, of measuring engagement. Mm -hmm. And and it really it, it depends on what that platform, what that medium is that, that you're using. So, you know, that to me is a big takeaway from this because we used to talk about brand awareness leading eventually to conversion. If you heard of me, then you may buy me. But you're suggesting a different metric, mm-hmm. which is could be more localized and definitely would appeal to small businesses. Mm-hmm. If you're engaging with the same kinds of values that I hold dear yes, and yes, you yes, partner yes. with me on those values, yes. then you're banking on the idea that engagement will eventually lead to conversion. And that's kind of a theoretical, you know, conclusion that I think is different. Do you agree that that's a different way to market than you did, like, say, 20 years ago? I think it is a different way to market. And, and, you know, one of the things, and especially as you you put it in the context of what we're trying to accomplish with the brand campaign – I'm a huge fan of Simon Sinek, and I, I know you're aware of him. Yes. I mean, he's a business leader. He's an author. He's an yes. industry expert. He has this famous quote that people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Yep. And that, I believe, is more important than ever. I think it's particularly important for a younger audience. So, look, your product at the end of the day has to be a sound product or a, pr- a sound service. But really, that emotional connection is going to be key. And it can be a key differentiator, 
especially for a small business. And especially when you're looking at a local level with how to tap into a community um, that a local market community, it can really help. Lisa, thank you Fantastic. so much for joining us today. And thank you also for you know telling us about Toyota's plans, yes. but also using your expertise Absolutely. to share with yep. other people in our audience who may not understand all of this. And I love the new ideas that you have about marketing. Thank you so much. And where can our listeners go to find out more about Toyota's campaigns? Well, they can go online, they can go to our website, and they can go to our newsroom to find out um, more about specifically our Never Settle brand campaign. Excellent. Oh, terrific. Very thank cool. you very much. And we'd like to thank our producers, Dion Simpkins and Dana Cash. We're here every Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We replay our show several times throughout the week. You can follow us on Twitter at SXM Marketing. You can follow Business Radio at SXM Business. And if you want to know more information about our particular show, go to our website, sxmmarketing.com. Thank you all for listening today. We'll be back next week. Till then, this has been Marketing Matters. I'm Barbara Kahn here with America's Read, Business Radio, Sirius.